In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And this is episode number 43, Holiday Celebrate. <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> made the pronunciation or the uh, uh, punctuation clear. Yes. Because this was very specific. Yes. Amy was very specific about presenting <laughs> this. So it was clear that it's a Madonna lyric. Yes. But she didn't want to use exclamation points. From the seminal Madonna song holiday yes in the early 80s i don't remember which year one of those years but the summation is celebrate (laughs) it's a command not an invitation yeah holiday time celebrate to celebrate yes Yes. so hey you know this week guess what it's actually christmas day that this is coming out merry christmas merry christmas we're so glad to be part of your holiday celebration and if you don't celebrate christmas that's fine too yeah whatever thing you need to celebrate today for some reason whatever reason you want to celebrate happy holidays yes yep so, today, we're talking about holiday-themed picks. Holidays. All kinds of holidays. All kinds we of We opened it up. We, we sure didn't did. limit it. Exactly. Just holiday memories abound. Oh, yeah. So many. Today's the day. Which, I have to know, <laughs> off the bat, do you have a favorite holiday memory? Yeah, but it's not actually Christmas. Oh, it's, of course uh, not. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 4th of July. <laughs> the furthest away from Christmas we can get. Exactly. <laughs> Now, I might be biased because my birthday is only a few days after that. Fair, so it fair. always, as a kid, it was always like, oh, my God, 4th of July is coming and then it's my birthday. Woo. These fireworks are for me. Yes. But also 4th of July was a big day. Like for half the, in the morning, we would go to my grandma Jody's. Mm-hmm. Um, we would get a spot for the parade. We'd go mm-hmm. early, sit on the curb. We'd watch the parade. And then the goal was get as much candy as possible. So, you know, I'm, yes. I'm doing things to get their attention get the candy throwers <laughs> coming at me 
doing things. I know there was lots of patriotism, whatever. I just wanted candy. Right, 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 right. Then there was a street fair. This is all in a suburb of Des Moines, Urbandale. Oh my gosh. It was a street fair, tons of good times. Then we went to my other grandma and grandpa's and watched fireworks. So it was like family reunion day every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was a, lot a lot of fun. Packed into Fourth of July. That's a awesome. Lot. Yes. That's- but then, you know, after a while, we stopped um, celebrating on various. Uh, for various reasons. But then uh, a new celebration occurred, which was my brother creating a grill out every summer called Grillard. Because (laughs) (laughs) my last name is Lillard. So he turned, (laughs) smushed the words together. That is fantastic. Created Grillard. Which brother is this? This is Dan. Dan. That is. Yes. So all the Lillards came over. Dan really went all out. He had two grills. He had a fish fryer. He had like. Wow. It was insane. And he hasn't done it in the last year or two because we started having kids. You know, that's a lot of that's, that's a lot, lot of work. work. Yeah. yeah, but that's another fun holiday. That is a fun holiday. Yeah, I mean, there's just meats. It's right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> it was good for a while, and then I started bringing my own. You know, food. yeah, yeah, where yeah. they would make me a nice vegetable patty. Oh, well, that's nice. Yes, good job. Very nice. All right. What about you, Erin? Well, it's funny because actually, I'm going to tell you a bad holiday memory oh, because good. it's from Fourth of July. So okay. it seems like it just piggybacks on for this. sure, and actually is about patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it. Yeah, uh, we don't necessarily usually do like big things for Fourth of July, mm-hmm. but one of our kids' birthdays two days after that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we celebrate. But in our old neighborhood. Across the street, we had some neighbors that we were um, good friends with, and we were um, happened to be out. Their fireworks were going to be that night. We were both talking, and I believe we were in their front yard. And our kids, like Evan was younger. Um, this is might have even been pre-Mason, but and their kids were very young. And people would race down the street in between ours. I mean, crazy rates of speed. So this was always an issue. But these, this group that we saw all the time in this truck went so fast. And our neighbor was like, slow down, like screamed at him, uh-huh. okay? So they backed up the truck, <gasps> rolled down the window, and screamed, it's America, pussies! <laughs> <laughs> and no one on the lawn said anything for like... <laughs> Two solid minutes. And then we couldn't even manage ourselves. So still, on the 4th of July, we say to each other, it's America, pussy. (laughs) We don't know what that had to do with anything. I guess you can go fast because it's America. Yes. And you're a pussy because you don't want to go fast. Exactly. That's a good point, though, because there's always something on 4th of July like that, where there's a lot of patriotism used to explain weird behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then everybody in our neighborhood probably thought we were crazy because a lot of times when Mike and our neighbor would see each other, like they'd say that to each other. It's America! Like it just became this like folklore, you know, phrase that we said all the time. So it was a bad memory that turned into a good memory. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just one of those, like, it's not, I don't want to put it in the good memory category, but it's like funny memory category. For sure. Because we're, I, for two solid minutes, you had four adults that were like, I don't. <laughs> Try to figure what out. What does that have to do what's with? What's the logic here? Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. All right. I mean, all right. it is America. Yeah. I appreciate the name calling. But yeah. I mean, 
whatever. Yeah, it just reminds worse. me of the movie um, from Trey Stone and Matt Parker with the puppets. Yes. I forget the name of the... Team America. Yeah, Team America. Yep. America, fuck yeah. Yeah. That song that over is, and over. Yes. Loved it. That's yeah. like what it is. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Except, and then also they had a little flag coming out the back of their truck. You know, like you can put them on the windows. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. Of course did. they did. They raced by later and we're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, no, we're, we're going to disengage. We don't, wow. we don't care enough. Yeah. I don't think you want to be friends with those dudes. No. 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 Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so. a good one. That's glorious. <laughs> we could have called the episode that. It's <laughs> oh my god! Okay, let's stop right now and rework this whole thing. People like, like, wait, it's Christmas Day. What are they talking about? Can you imagine the uh, social media stuff for that? Oh. I mean, you'd come up with some good ones. Oh, it'd be, yeah. it'd be a lot. Yeah, yeah. Be a lot well, of stuff. so do you have a bad? I mean, I kind of I went bad, and then we can go back to good. But do you have a bad fa- holiday memory? Um, yes, and it involves school lunch. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. When I was in elementary school, I'm pretty sure this was around the holidays. Where um, I think I was in kindergarten or first grade or something. And it was one of my first times, like, maybe getting the hot lunch that the school gives you. And it was okay. like a celebratory meal, you know, okay. meat and potatoes kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. There were Smoky Links. Remember Smoky Links? I do. Yep. Smoky Links and mashed potatoes. And apparently, I got it. weird. <laughs> Real, just sounds disgusting even now because I got full and the uh, monitor, lunchroom monitor, whatever, said you have to clean your plate. Oh. <gasps> So I did, and then I vomited it all back up onto the table in front of everyone in the students. So Merry Christmas to me and to you, schoolroom attendant. Even then, your body was rejecting me. It was. It was like, also, honey, why no. would that be a rule? You're I know. making me get so stuffed. I know. Oh, my tummy. Your poor tummy couldn't handle all those <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I think my tummy was like, what? F are these links? What is this? What is this links by this <laughs> gluey substance on top of it? Because school mashed potatoes. Oh God, no! Good. I can I can see it clearly. I can remember the texture. You know how yeah, it is. It's, it's just, just a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's just an odd combo: links and real... mashed potatoes. Oh no, we're in Iowa, baby. Merry it's Christmas! Not odd. <laughs> links and potatoes for everyone. <laughs> I think they were like you know these five and six year olds. They like. Yeah. Hot dogs and mac and cheese so we're just gonna do this we always got like the the holiday like a if ice cream like a snowman Ooh. or shape or something yeah have you seen those around at no. christmas time yeah they're like you buy them and they're it, it's not a sandwich because there's no cookie element but it's just like ice cream shaped like a snowman Ooh. you can eat it yeah we always now got that, those that i would have been all over yeah it was exciting i bought them one time because i was like oh all nostalgia they don't hold up outside <laughs> the school cafeteria it's not good <laughs> It's so good. it's kind of like your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cream pies yes. where you were super nostalgic and then you tried them again and you're like, what? What is what? this? This is a custard bomb inside yeah. of a greasy mm-hmm. hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> custard flavored hot pockets. Okay, so you kind of talked about one of your worst yeah. holiday <clears throat> memories. Do you have a favorite? I do. And this is another phrase that somebody said that then we repeat all the time. So my grandma, my mom's mom, when she was was alive, and she said this way too young for me to understand, but then she repeated it. So I started to understand it. Um, After every holiday, and she would always be like in the kitchen helping cook or whatever. She would always say, well, nothing so over as Christmas and sex. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
nothing's so over anytime there's like a big meal like i think because you put all this prep and time into it and then it's over in like yeah like a flash and then you're just like why did i spend all that time build up yeah so it says a little bit about what was happening for her in general as well Mm. but she would say it after everything and then my mom and i I, my mom was horrified because we were young you know (laughs) now we can laugh about it wonderful Yeah. yeah now it's hilarious but we also realized recently that i probably have cousins that didn't hear that because she would be at different houses for different holidays sure. and stuff so like sharing that memory they might not have it but oh. i'm telling you right now it's a great one mm-hmm. so there's some cousins that never heard this in the wild mm-hmm. like you did yeah and when you say it they're like what yeah grandma didn't say that yeah yeah she, she sure did, did every time sure did yeah. sure did mm-hmm. the other phrase that she would say that i we also still joke about is like she was always like super concerned about starting this big dinner on time and so like i can remember as a child knowing that my mom was like stressed out everybody's oh, God, coming yeah. over yep. she's got to cook everything she's yep. got to get everything ready and my grand like she'd be like trying to take a shower or something and my grandma would be like should we start the salads uh. so every time that it's like a big holiday thing and mm-hmm. you know we're in the kitchen somebody always has to say should we start the salads <laughs> i don't know about youtube but don't you think like holiday stuff like that with the meals and all the prep and everything it i remember as a kid thinking oh this is what it's like to be a woman you have to like take care of all this shit and you have to like make all yes. this food and it sounded terrible well i remember like i've thought about this a lot that i remember when i was younger like young young though um that my mom used to host like a Thanksgiving or Christmas and like her siblings would come too, and people would stay for multiple days. It wasn't oh like you God. just came for the meal. So then she had to plan all those meals, oh. have snacks, have activities. I mean, all that time and prep and energy. Gross. That Eat and then lot. get the F out. And then you've got little kids who are like, I didn't want this for Christmas. <laughs> and you're like surprised that well, violence just, at Christmas yes, time is a thing. Even just the volume of the kids yes. for like an hour. Yesterday yeah. I was at a family um, Christmas event Ooh. because one side of my family, the Lillards again, um, they do Christmas early. So mm-hmm. because there's a ton of people and schedules around yes, Christmas absolutely. get weird. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. There's a lot of children and they're running around and they make a very nice high pitched shrieking that then just, you know, keeps going. Yeah. It's, it just it, doesn't it, You stop. can't stop it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then at some point I just want to join in. Yeah, you do. It just gets wild. So you. then in my head, I just am screaming and I'm yeah. not listening to anything anyone is saying. I can remember specifically a year that from Santa, we got pop secret popcorn that popped in different colors. Do you remember what? this? Yeah. No. Like you pop the bag and it would be a surprise. But but it like you can't explain to a kid, like you don't need to pop all the bags of popcorn right now. Like we want to pop them all and see what colors they were. We would not stop. And I can oh distinctly God. remember like when I look back, my mom didn't stop us. And I don't think it was because like she – was just wanted like go ahead i think it was just like sheer tired like the For poor sure. woman was just like if that's will keep you quiet <laughs> pop all the pop popcorn everything you want. i can go to the store and buy it for two more dollars <laughs> pop away like oh yeah yeah wow props to mom for mm-hmm. also what was on that popcorn to make seriously, it seriously that sounds terrible sounds like your links and mashed potatoes yeah some colored popcorn you probably got some chemicals in yeah, there i probably have some things growing you probably ingested some lead lead oh, paint for sure lead paint <laughs> taste of lead paint <laughs> so the perfect of, ingredient for every holiday well yeah you, yeah yeah some weird toxic chemicals yes in christmas colors of course done yeah mm-hmm. well thinking of holidays yay and celebrating mm-hmm. get to our picks yes what's your uh, what's your first pick my fiction pick is called landline 
by Rainbow Rowell. Oh, this has been on my list from twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um, so Georgie is the main character. She lives in LA and she works as a screenwriter and she's married to Neil and they have a couple kids. So they've been together a long time. And Georgie is a, is a workaholic. And for that reason and many others, she and Neil have been growing apart as many long-term relationships do. So it's two days before the family is planning to leave for Omaha for Christmas, visiting Mm. Neil's family. But Georgie finally gets an offer to develop this show that she's been wanting to develop forever. Mm. This is like a career pinnacle. She's so excited. She tells Neil she can't go to this family thing, family Christmas. So he takes the kids and leaves and just goes anyway. So Georgie's worried that she's finally after this up for good. Um, So she goes over to her mom and dad's house. I think it's just her mom's house. And she uses an old landline phone in the house to call Neil. But she gets something completely different. It's Neil from the past. It's not Neil from right now. So she's talking to Neil like late 90s Neil when they're first together, when they're first falling in love, when they're first facing, you know, like distance and issues and all the things that might dictate what happens to them. So Georgie, when she discovers this, she keeps calling because, you know, who wouldn't want to, you know, talk to Neil at this point? And it's such a revelation to her. She had forgotten, like, what their relationship was like, what he was like, what she was like way Uh, back then. Yeah. Um, She also wonders if this is a chance to fix what's wrong with their relationship or if it should just be better if she just breaks it off now. And maybe through time travel rules, like, everything will just change. Right. So... What's nice is there's some real poignancy here. Like that, that is a critical thing, I would think, to want to be able to talk to, you know, the person that you love from a previous time, to even think about yourself at that Mm -hmm. time. Um, You see all the good things that came from the relationship, but then also all the bad things that came. Mm -hmm. I think it's a a great concept. It's also just a perfect quick read for over the holiday. If you're sitting around on Christmas Day or another holiday day and you don't want anyone to bother you, just put your nose in this book read it all the way through it's a really quick read yeah, but it's also very great. heartfelt um and i think it's just something about family gatherings at this time of year that are so loaded but they can also be very sweet and i think rainbow uses that to great effect here so a perfect pick that is a perfect holiday centered and a perfect thing to read right now do it yeah quick well mm. finish this first. and celebrate yeah with a period at the holiday end. yeah celebrate <laughs> I think we should say it as like as without any emphasis. Holiday, holiday. celebrate. celebrate. <laughs> like we couldn't care less whether you holiday. Well, that's like the teenage celebrate. Yeah, yeah. like so the, holiday mm-hmm. celebrate. Whatever. I guess I have to go celebrate. Mm-hmm. Holiday. I'm gonna roll my eyes as I say holiday. 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 Celebrate. Ooh, can we do it like the NPR ladies? Oh, what a nice <laughs> holiday to celebrate. Need to Did celebrate. Sweaty balls with these for balls. <laughs> these balls in my mouth <laughs> oops it went weird <laughs> i lost it <laughs> i was like i don't even know what to say <laughs> that's the main thing i remember from that sketch is just oh your balls taste so good in my mouth <laughs> what <laughs> this is brilliant also full disclosure to our listeners mm-hmm. when we were talking about starting a podcast our biggest yes. fear was sounding like the npr ladies yes that was what we were worried about but every once in a while when we're testing out our mics we do npr voices and it yeah. causes us to giggle just like now yeah because i guess nothing's funnier than balls in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh. for sure yeah christmas balls of course obviously or festive. other yeah any festive balls that you choose to put in your mouth yeah. it's yeah <laughs> 
going to pivot right out of this <laughs> Go one. Go ahead and pivot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my fiction pick is called The Usual Santas, a Soho crime holiday anthology. Whoa. Yes. That's a lot. I know, right? The forward is by Peter Lovesay. He also has a story in there, but it is 18 um, crime writers. Now, it's not true crime. These are fiction stories that wrote crime stories dealing around the holidays oh and then they put in an anthology so if you're not familiar soho press um is a new york city based publisher founded in 1986 um it does publish like literary fiction but it also is a really strong crime presence like crime writers so they took some of their most popular writers they wrote short stories like one of them is about um an elderly lady who may or may not commit murder twice around the holidays. Get it, elderly lady. Yeah. Uh, there's a story about some mall Santas that mm. have to figure out which one of them is an imposter, not living up to his mall Santa-ness. <laughs> Ooh, I'm picturing like a, a mall Santa Thunderdome situation yes. where they just have to fight. Mall Santa Fight Club. Yeah. First rule is we don't talk about mall Santa Fight Club. Yeah. yeah. Except we're talking about it now. Well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a mall you're Santa. Right. You're right. You're yeah. right. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. I'm not a mall Santa. <laughs> But if you were, oh man, you'd be a real good one. I, I'm almost tempted just for the power. Yeah, just for like no. <laughs> oh yeah, that what you want for Christmas? <laughs> Never. What? Nope. I saw what you did in line to your little sister. You <gasps> kicked her. Oh my god. Yes. So not a chance. Wow. Mm-hmm. You could really work out some aggression as a mall I know, Santa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The parents come up and I'm like, "Do you have enough on the shelf?" Then your kid can't sit here. <laughs> But also you could work in concert with some parents. Like maybe parents take you yes. aside beforehand and be like, listen, this kid's a little shit. He's not yeah. doing what I say. Put the fear of Santa in him. They can pass me a note of yes. things that have happened and be like, look, I watched this and I am not <laughs> pleased. I am not pleased. Not pleased I'm going to need to see a real quick turnaround. Yeah. Like 20 days turnaround. You want that Nerf gun? Guess what? Yeah. Better shape up. Right now it's not looking good. Nope. It's looking like Tommy next door is getting it. So... <laughs> And Tommy's been instructed not to play with you yeah. with the Nerf gun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. So anyway. anyway. <laughs> some are humorous. Some are touching, sad, but they're all super entertaining. I really enjoyed it. It's a great um, – you can kind of dip in and out, you know, do one of the stories, do a different one. Uh, and I, it was great to read. Um, I read it a, a while ago, and then I kind of reread it just because I wanted to make sure, you know, that mm-hmm. it still held up and stuff. But it was fun around this time just to – Think of all the different ways that people can get themselves into trouble. Yes. I like this almost as the antidote to, because a lot of people like Hallmark movies around this time yes. of year. Mm-hmm. This would be way more our jam, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, Penguin Random House is actually the umbrella that Soho Press sits under. And a fun fact, if you are, I mean, this is Christmas Day, but let's say you have a Christmas next weekend and you mm. don't know what to get someone. Right. They actually do um, a subscription service, Soho does, to crime novels. Like you can pay Ooh. and then you get a new one each month. You know, kind of, I think like romance has yeah. done that before, but they do it for, you know, crime writers. Oh, nice yeah. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Great. That sounds good. And the inside of the book has a hilarious illustration of all of the different uh, crime writers. They like made them cartoons and they're all standing like in a police lineup. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it just for that. I had a good chuckle. That's great. Yeah. Nice pick. This would also be a fun gift, really, if you think about it. It really would. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're listening to this and you still haven't got your Christmas gifts, you might be screwed. But if you have, you know, Christmas later. No problem. Just buy all the books on this list. Yes. Save yeah. it for next year. There Who cares? Yes. Yeah. Excellent pick. Thanks. What'd you bring us for the other, other genre? genre? You're going to like this, Aaron. The pick is called Punk Rock Jesus. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) By Sean Gordon Murphy. Mm -hmm. This is a graphic novel. Oh. It's from 2013. 
So, you know, I mean, everyone says there's a war on Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is the reason for the season. So why not read about a punk rock Jesus? Yeah. This is when media companies decide they need some Jesus and they clone (gasps) Jesus. He turns out to be a bratty teenager. I mean, what could else could you want from a graphic novel? Yeah, honestly. I love it because it's so weird. It's hilarious. It's dark. It's the perfect antidote to some of the commercialization around this time of year, you know, for any. And, you know, honestly, the whole fundamentalist stuff. I just love it. It's great. So, like I said, there's a media company that creates a clone of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And they do it so he can star in a reality TV show. Because why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. And they cast a young woman to play his virgin mother. And they hire a former IRA operative as his bodyguard. So... Imagine this situation. There's going to be lots of zealots. Yeah. There's going to be some who love this and think that this shows this is the end times and everything's coming to pass. There's going to be some who hate this, think this is the ultimate blasphemy. There's going to be some that are just like, what? Oh, a new reality show? Great. Cool. Let's watch this. Yeah. Of course, there's also going to be politicians who are worried about what this means for their power. Mm -hmm. Um, Scientists are pretty freaked out about the implications of cloning someone, let alone Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. So as a baby, the new Jesus is sort of a, he's TV gold, but then he gets older. And when he's a teen, falling ratings mean the network makes some changes. And first up is they cut his mom from the series. So teen Jesus runs away. He renounces Christianity and his role, and he forms a punk band. (laughs) Of course he does. (laughs) And the big media companies, the conglomerates, they're not willing to let this cash cow go. So they and young Jesus go to war. Oh, if you're kind of meh about holidays like me, uh-huh. um, this is perfect. It's a wonderful read. It also works around Easter if you're looking for an Easter. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I meant to bring the book up here, too, so you guys could show you the cover. I'll do that after this. OK, it's it's remarkable. I mean, it's it's punk band. It's bratty like, teenager. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I feel like you might have written this secretly. Yeah, I feel like I did, too. Okay. Like, I don't remember it, but I'm sure that but I did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Funk rock Jesus. Holiday celebrate. Perfect. Yeah. It sounds like another great gift. <laughs> Real <laughs> conversation piece. <laughs> like here, with no comment whatsoever. No. Take what you will. I just saw this and I thought of you. And then they can just ponder that <laughs> like, for the rest of their what life. What mean? What, what are you implying? Yeah. Like that lady that came up to me in uh, the coffee shop when I was working and said, well, it looks like if you get fired, you'll be fine. Yes. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Right. Does it look like I would get fired? Is yeah. that what you're saying? And what were you doing at the time when I she was, was telling you this? I was filling out Christmas cards. Yeah. For the company Christmas cards. And but- apparently what she saw made her think that you were going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> but then Presuming also a lot of things. My handwriting was apparently going to save me, which is terribly <laughs> misguided. Like you said, there's no one... No one cares no. about your handwriting anymore. No. Also, why would you go up to a stranger why and say, if you get fired, what if I was a nervous wreck? Yeah. What, what if you had actually been fired? Push me off the edge. Oh I did God. get fired. I was just doing this to get back at them. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so weird. That could have backfired on you, lady. Unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. That just shows you shouldn't talk to strangers. No, you actually just shouldn't go to a coffee shop mid-morning Mm-mm. anytime because it, it seems to be just a meeting place for people who want to talk to other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think particularly the shop that you're thinking about that's near here. Yeah. That, yeah. It seems to be the meeting place of a lot of weirdos. Yeah, it like was not good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. But. 
Yeah. All right, I've been past it. <laughs> All right, so for my other genre picked, uh, I picked a. It was originally a play, but then it was adapted to a novel. It's called "P.S. Your Cat Is Dead" by James oh. Kirkwood. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you trying to tell me something? Where's Podcat? She's right. not around. P.S. Your cat is dead. Oh no! No, I would never do that. No, she's no. she's around. She's been meowing. So the version that I read is actually the 2003 novel that was adapted from the play by James Kirkwood Jr. Oh. So he took his took his dad's play and adapted oh. it. But essentially the same idea. It was originally written in the 1970s. Over 200 stage adaptations still go on every year. Wow. So this is a very popular play. Um, and it was also made into a super unsuccessful movie. So <laughs> just avoid that because it's not good. Was it? Yeah. Was it unsuccessful because it yeah. was terrible? I am guessing. Okay. I've never watched it. But just okay. from what people said, mm. sounds like a big train wreck. Okay. So we'll, we'll pass on that one. Clearly didn't translate to screen like they Apparently hoped. not. Yeah. 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 Okay didn't draw in the crowds <laughs> so uh in the book it is new year's eve and absolutely nothing is going right for the main character james or jimmy zool um he's getting too old to be an actor which is his career he was just fired from his current job he's been robbed twice in the last month or so hmm. and his girlfriend just dumped him ouch and he's kind of broke yeah so broke nothing to lose james is in a very very bad headspace when he decides that I'm going to catch the robber because chances are this is happening again and I'm going to catch him. And he does manage to catch the robber oh inside his apartment without really trying. He doesn't realize like he was in the process of being robbed. And the whole ride from the rest of there is hilarious because he kind of goes off the deep end and decides to keep him as a hostage for a period of time <sighs> okay. for over uh -huh. a series of hours. And uh -huh. they have all these conversations that sort of open up James's eyes to some new realizations. Um, it is hilarious their conversations the whole premise is hilarious the way it goes down um but it's also kind of gives you this nostalgic feeling i don't know about you but i always kind of feel that new year's eve is kind of a weird like oh it it's another weird, year yeah. and i don't know and you're reflection kind of, yeah, 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 yeah yeah you're kind of forced that's kind of forced on you a little bit by mm -hmm. you know society media or whatever but i do you do feel that it's yes. a new year and so you can kind of relate to the character feeling like wow this year was very unsuccessful and i don't know what's going on mm -hmm. and all of that combined sort of makes this person kind of lose their mind and then realize that maybe the person that lost their mind is a better version of the person mm. so now keep in mind that this was written originally in the 1970s so the book um does a little bit better job of maybe adapting it to some of that stuff but mm -hmm. uh you know some of the ideas won't seem that like out there to us that okay. maybe they did at that time um but regardless it's really funny i was laughing the whole time you read it really quickly it's a quick read you know and it just takes place over a few hours on new year's eve so that's great it's really dark twisty humor so if you like that if you can kind of find humor in dark things you'll really like it i'm just wondering how they managed to turn that into a bad movie it sounds like a slam dunk in a way i know but i think if you had the wrong people in the roles uh, yeah, it wouldn't be and yeah. i'm not sure honestly i'm not sure it would when hmm. you read it i could see how it would be a good play because i think when you go to a play there's a different expectation yeah that's true and on screen there just wouldn't be that much different to do mm -hmm. so it really is only served like either reading it or as a play in okay. my opinion because you the cat i mean I guess he has a lot of flashback memories, so you could, you know, flesh those out. But mm. otherwise, it's really just these two Maybe guys. boring. And, yeah. 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 Where's the cat come in? Is there right. a dead cat? There is a dead cat. Oh, do they show the dead well, cat? Well, that's also a part of James's sad New Year's oh, Eve is no. that his cat is dead. And it was a real gut punch. 
Yes, your cat is dead. Ouch. And he has to find out from the robber. Oh. He doesn't even find out from the, yeah. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. So it's a whole thing. Real (laughs) terrible. (laughs) I'm just picturing like a Dear John letter with like, P.S. Your your cat cat is dead. dead. Which is kind of what happens because his girlfriend's in the apartment. She takes the call from the vet. Oh. And she's getting ready to dump him. Well, the, she interrupted the robber without realizing it. So he's under the bed, heard this whole thing. They have a fight. They break up. And then the robber realizes she never told him that his cat's dead. Oh, my God. So after he gets caught and they're having this conversation, he's like, hey, your cat's dead. Oh. Yeah. Gut punch. Gut punch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It pushed me over the edge. It well, Yeah. It, yeah. it did him, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Things amp up a little while after that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, thinking about movies, yes. better executed yes. movies. So, you know, around this time of year, I like to watch a lot of movies that are not holiday related. Sure. For some reason, this is the time of year, maybe because there's time off. I like to rewatch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. And I like to watch all the Star Wars movies. And Get I'm it. really excited about the new one coming. And I watch the Marvel movies, you know, stuff that I just know are slam dunks that I'm just going to watch and enjoy myself. And it's going to be great. Okay. Um, that's my holiday movie sweet spot, All right. if you will. But there's one movie that is the ultimate holiday adjacent movie um, that my brothers and I watched hundreds of times growing up. And that is Die Hard from 1988. I was going to ask you at the top of this episode mm-hmm. if you thought Die Hard was a Christmas movie. You, you're damn I, right it is. Obviously, I know your answer. Yes. Yes. So it's Christmas Eve. If you haven't had the pleasure of watching this movie, let me just tell you a little bit about it. It's Please Christmas do. Eve. Have you watched this movie yet? No. Oh! <laughs> no! <laughs> I was going to fake it. I was like, no, I really never have. I heard from the, please do. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no! Yeah. I have this weird movie hole Mike talks about where, like, some are really mainstream, like, movies that everyone's seen. Just and then it. Yeah. And then I'll have seen other ones that people are like, what is that? Why did you see it? Mike is constantly wow. amazed. This is one that he's often had a hard time yeah. with. And we've just never... I don't know. It's okay, never... Mike, use this and yeah. get your wife to watch the friggin' I movie. I need to, yeah. So, Aaron, it's Christmas Eve. Okay. And John McClane is a New York cop. He's flown to L.A. to see his estranged wife and kids. She's moved to L.A. because she's got a great job opportunity there. Mm-hmm. It's at the Nakatomi Tower, and they're having a holiday party. But a gang of East European criminals, led by Hans oh. Gruber, <laughs> takes the tower hostage. And the Even only Hans. hope is John McClane. Yes. I want to tell you this movie has everything. It's Bruce Willis in his late 1980s glory. It is Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, the best villain for my money, maybe ever. Yes. It's got Christmas decorations used as weapons. It's got a limo driver who, when John McClane asks him to play Christmas music, he plays Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis, which is my favorite holiday music ever since. That's the only one I want to listen to. I can. Okay. Yes. So it's funny. It's gory. It's 80s action at its finest. Mm -hmm. It is holiday-ish. It's everything you need to watch. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you. I'm sorry. I really am. I know. Watch this. I can tell by your face. She's horribly (laughs) disappointed in me. Like, she's questioning everything right now. Like, damn. Why did I ever start a podcast? Did we keep going with this podcast? Yeah. Well, how can you even talk about pop culture if you haven't seen Die Hard? That's all right. I mean, we've we've covered a lot of ground. There's a lot that you have seen. This is just an area you're going to need to rectify real fast. I know. Yeah. I'll get on it. I'll get it. You and Mike are on the same page on that one. Truly. Watch it on Christmas Day. It. It's exactly what you want to think about on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yep. Okay. Well, 
I was going to go movie because I actually do have a favorite holiday movie. Mm-hmm. Love Actually. Oh, I that's know. a good one. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually went in another direction. Oh. So, because I thought, well, you know, a lot of people know about that movie. Mm-hmm. If you don't, take a, take a gander. But yes. I um, am recommending, and you can either do this as a listening experience or you can buy the book with the CD. Hmm. But I'm recommending that you read or listen to Amazing Peace, a Christmas poem by Maya Angelou. So it's in Whoa. a. I have this. It's in a storybook form with illustrations by Steve Johnson and Lou Fancher, and it comes with a CD of the author reading the poem. Oh! If you don't want to commit, you can also find a YouTube version of her reading it because she read this poem at the 2005 White House tree lighting ceremony. But it's honestly the illustrations are really beautiful. So if you feel like you want to do that, it's great. Um, I like it because if you're struggling to get in the holiday spirit or kind of feeling worn out, worn down by all those obligations and things you have to get done, it's kind of a nice, just peaceful moment. And I mean, her voice is like, it is. And the whole message of the poem is beautiful and the illustrations are beautiful. So again, if you could get the CD, pop in your headphones, you can zone out or you can find the YouTube version, but either way. You should check it out. It's great. We talked about Maya Angelou in our episode, uh, Classics That Don't Suck, right? Yes, yes. And we talked about her voice and just Mm -hmm. the amazing, like, gravitas it has. So I imagine it's just wonderful. It is. And I, whenever I see the version of her um, reading it there, I think, oh my gosh, how cool would it have been there to have that whole experience? Yeah. It would probably change your holidays forever. You'd be like, the holidays are the best. Because all you can remember is her reading this amazing poem and a tree being lighted and... I mean, if there's a way to get someone in the holiday spirit, I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, it's Maya Angelou. Yeah. She's got the voice that gives you chills when you listen it to it. It does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It does give Ooh. me kind of goosebumps. Does it make you cry when you listen to yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. It does. Yeah. yeah. Do you cry at Love Actually when you watch it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even though I know it's coming. Yeah. That's fine. I know. I listen. do. And I don't even know why I love that movie as much as I do, but I really <laughs> do. I don't know why. I get it. There's so many movies that really don't make sense no. why I should like them, no. but I watch them and I get teary, mostly because if it's movies from childhood that makes me think fondly of childhood, yes, you know, yeah. stuff like like the Star Wars, I see a friggin' right. trailer and I'm waterworks. <laughs> Like, I can't control it. Right. Yeah. And it's not even, Love Actually isn't even really that, I mean, the Christmas it happens to be the time of year, but it's not really even that exactly, like, integral yeah. to the plot. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. It's always <laughs> like that one part of him holding the cards. And mm-hmm. He's just like, I love you, but I can't be with you because you're with this other guy. And mm-hmm. uh, Alan Rickman's in that one, too. He is. That's doesn't true. doesn't play a great guy either. No. Does he? No. no. Sure doesn't. So the theme is Alan Rickman. He's got Christmas wrapped up. He does. No matter which way you turn. Yeah. He was in all the Harry Potter Buku movies. Bucks for which him. a lot of yeah, which a lot of people he watch around Christmas. Great character yes. in those two. Maybe that should have been the theme of this episode. It's just Alan Rickman was the man. Yes. Mm-hmm. I so sorry, but when you said that, I always think of him when you say that I think of Snape and there's this weird YouTube video of a guy with finger puppets singing yeah, I know, this oh. got weird fast. Yeah. Singing a Harry Potter song, but oh. in the background he just goes Snape. Severus Snape. (laughs) I can't even explain to you how weird and fantastic it is. It's great. I have multiple follow up questions. One, how did you find this video? I think a cousin actually showed it to me. Okay, okay. I was just trying to figure out what search history led you to. And it's real weird. It's like he's got this finger puppet. It's like Snape. 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 And then all of a sudden, she's rocking her finger like a metronome, like back and forth. That's what he's like supposed Uh to be. And then all of a sudden, this other finger comes out with Harry Potter and he goes, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry 
butter. Like, I don't know what it is. Clearly, the guy was like on shrooms or something. Acid. I have no idea. But it is. It's addictive. It's phenomenal. Actually, that's a secondary pick. Go yeah. watch that. Yeah, it's you're great. gonna. We're gonna need to provide the link to that. Yes, you to do. Our listeners. You really need to see it. Wow. And then you'll curse me because for the rest of the week you're gonna go Snape, Snape, Severus Snape. Oh, and then there's another part where they go Dumbledore. Oh my god. <laughs> How many people are creating this thing? I don't know. Just say we're gonna run out of fingers and voices. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So not only was the guy on shrooms, he got his whole family maybe involved uh, in this, or is like yeah. everyone is renting his apartment. But I say kudos because yeah. I don't see it for like years. Like I was trying to think the last time I watched it, it was like Evan was in grade school. I showed it to him when he was in his Harry Potter phase, and then he I showed it to him one morning before school, and he came back to the car and was like, "I can't get it out of my head." Poor kid is only like nine. He's like, "All I've been saying all day is Snape, Snape." <laughs> You gave your kid an earworm. I did. Wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to need to see that. Yeah, you will. After yeah, this. Yes, for sure. But then I'm going to curse you, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't mean to overshadow the mic. Well, yeah, 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 beautiful yeah. poem <laughs> with the weird finger puppet Harry Potter, but they're both great. But that's the thing. You get like real serious, beautiful over here, and then and you then get you real get, weird, yeah, funky over here. Which is, isn't that some of the holidays? That's the holidays. Weird. At their best. And beautiful. Yes. <laughs> at the same time. And sometimes in the same event. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if that isn't the way to sum up this episode and our picks yeah. and our theme of holiday celebrate, I don't know what is, Aaron. No, there's nothing more that we could say. Exactly. Holiday celebrate. <laughs> and if you heard, she was pounding oh, yeah. or pitting a little against the more table. Aggressive as we go. <laughs> so we'll be back next Wednesday. Maybe Aaron will be calmed down and less aggressive. I'm not going to bank on it. Yeah. Oh, um, I bet it won't. No. <laughs> but in the meantime, you can head to our website, broadsandbooks.com, and check out all the recommendations we made in this episode. Another thing that you can see at the website, or if you're one of those people that's smart enough to subscribe, God, that's the way to do it. You get bonus material. Yeah, you do. Right there in your podcast catcher. Mm-hmm. But if you've missed that, go to the website. There's mm-hmm. some great stuff there. There's a holiday traditions remix. Sure is. There's some amazing interviews with some authors that mm-hmm. we love in a new series. Yeah. The Broad We're talking Talk to books people. with. Yeah. It's We're amazing. Talking to people who write books. Yes. And they love books. And they love them. And, and they, they love have us great too. things to say. Yes, yeah. they do. And we yeah. love them. We love them so much. It's so much love fest <laughs> happening. So keep Stay up to date. Subscribe because more yes. stuff's coming. You don't so want to miss much. it. You don't want to miss it. Start your new it. year off right. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. You know, good plug for the end of the year. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, hey, you've listened to all the bonus material. You've listened to this week's episode. If you haven't given us a review yet, man, we'd love it. That's selfish. Give us some that holiday love. It is selfish. <laughs> <laughs> think about your life choices. Yeah. And think about what day it is. And get some, get generous, man. Yeah, give us a review. We're not asking for anything. It's just a review. Just I'm it. suddenly remembering how one of our listeners said that we walk a, a, a nice, um, weird line between uh-huh. loving our listeners and threatening them. Never does I live it become on that line in every aspect of my life. <laughs> Never does it become more apparent than our, you know, our, our asking them to give us a review. Well. I mean, I think she kind of summed it up there. We don't want to say it, but we will yeah. mm-hmm. write a review. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just better for everyone. Exactly. Um, the other thing you can do is give us some theme ideas. Yeah. That same awesome listener gave us a theme mm-hmm. idea. It's coming up soon. Yes. Do, give us some more. We would love to do that. Sounds amazing. Sure does. Mm-hmm. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or our website. Happy reading. 
up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're, they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.